0: Hey, guys, welcome back to another episode of The Bill Barnwell Show. I'm Bill Barnwell. Today I am joined by CBS's Will Brinson to talk all about the Joe Judge press conference, an hour breaking down the intricacies, the nonsense, the lies, the jokes, the emails of the Joe Judge press conference. It is a great episode. But before we get into that, I want to tell you guys about another podcast. That gets into stuff. And that is the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny. Yes, the podcast hosted by ESPN's Mina Kimes that brings you the latest news and trends in and around the NFL. Join Mina and her guests, including NFL analyst, Dominique Foxworth, insider and fantasy football host, Field Yates, ESPN radio's Mike Fulick Jr. And yes, even sometimes your friend, Bill Barnwell. So if you like X's and O's, analytics, and probably too much dog talk, yes, of course, Lenny is a dog. But give the mini kind of show featuring Lenny a listen wherever you get your podcasts. And now here's Will Brinson talking about the Joe Judge press conference from hell. All right, joining me now, here is promised on The Bill Barnwell Show, a regular contributor to the podcast. A friend of mine, a man who I felt was the right person to have on today to talk about the thing that I can't stop thinking about. No, it's not how my best ball teams would have done if some of them had made it to the finals, which is another topic we can talk about on a different day. We're going to talk about the Joe Judge Press conference. Joining me to do that is my friend, Will Brinson of CBS. Will, how are you? Oh, what's
1: going on, man? Uh, very excited. Uh, yeah, but, uh, we we could – maybe we should do an off-season best ball podcast. We can. And, so, like, we, we, and, and can we – can we we should try to sell it to – when we get Norris, Josh Norris on and sell it to Underdog or something like that. Or like – uh, Tell them that we'll do a like, we want a promo code and some free entries, something <laughs> like that. I, I, th- th- this podcast is affiliated with a different website. Oh, uh, right, 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 right.
0: Yes. I, I, I will mention, but certainly uh, we are a platform agnostic when it comes to our best ball teams. But, yeah. but
1: ESPN doesn't have a uh, best ball, right? They do not. Yeah. I think, I think, um, or, or you, oh, you mean you're, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You, oh, I should. Right. 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 The other. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. 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 Sorry. Anyway,
0: that's all, it's all good. Uh, Josh Norris, of course a friend of the podcast as well. we'll find people at underdog. Um, but yeah, I, I certainly feel like we could talk about best ball a lot during the offseason. and we should do a best ball postmortem and see what we learned from this very
1: strange, by, by the way, if it makes you feel any better about stomping on, um, on, a uh, on, on sponsors or, or, uh, like whatever, like, uh, you know, things that you're supposed to hold precious in your podcast realm uh, at one point when while doing a paramount plus read uh, i said i said and this is my father's fault because he had told me that the show was on paramount plus but i said yeah, that's right paramount plus the only place you can watch yellowstone was <laughs> like no no we don't have yellowstone
0: it's like oh so, oh, how I, oh. so how I knew that was the show you were going to bring up
1: it is on the paramount network so it's- but my, my dad had told me that he needed my Paramount, or he needed a Paramount Plus uh, sign up, not my login, I would never do that, uh, for uh, for for Yellowstone. And so that, it was his fault, but there's no one that'll screw up a a sponsored relationship on a podcast quite like me.
0: I feel like so many people went home to see their families over the last week, and so many of them had their parents tell them about Yellowstone. I feel like that was <laughs> the, the gift that every parent did to their children. Yeah
1: any anywho, any don't uh the other thing i do is obviously go on tangents so uh let's jump back to back to joe judge
0: let's jump back to joe judge a, a person who i mean well i i i you know on sunday as it was happening i was watching football you know i was busy i was checking uh, so many fantasy and, and best ball and whatnot teams trying to figure out if i was going to make a lot of money which uh, did not happen but i i, I saw the joe judge press conference clips and i was like wow this is crazy I can't stop. Like Monday, I went back and I watched the entire thing. Tuesday, today, I went back and read the transcript. I can't stop thinking about this press conference. And I know that, like, we live in maybe a gilded age of, of press conferences, where we have Dan Campbell going nuts in Detroit. We have, you know, the Adam Gase stuff with the Jets over the past couple of years. This is an all-time. And I felt like I wanted to go through some of the key points with you to just get your insight into what Joe Judge is thinking, how we can possibly parse what he's saying. Can we tell us anything about the Giants or about how flawed football coaches are? I feel like there's a lot to get to when it comes to the various things Joe Judge said during this press conference after a loss. By the way, I guess this is where I want to start this was not will a loss to the Patriots it was not a loss to the Buccaneers it was not a loss to the Packers it wasn't a loss to the Chiefs the Giants didn't get blown out by a great football team (laughs) they got blown out by the Bears and and Joe andy Dalton a lame duck Matt Nagy were like literally as the bears are up 14 points, the ticker below the screen is talking about how he's, how he's getting fired at the end of the season. What um, wasn't the report this week that he wasn't sure he, he was hoping he was going to have the opportunity to coach the final two games of the year. Like it is this yeah. huge open secret that the bears are firing Matt Nakey at the end of the season. And
1: and, 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 bill, by the way, that's not, I know that the players don't think about this because you know, they're, 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 you know, they're sure. playing the game. But uh, if you beat the bears, it helps the draft pick you're getting from the Bears. It like, does. Just go beat – like, if you're going to beat one team this year, it should be the Bears. This is the most
0: important game for the Giants during the second half of the season was beating the Chicago Bears. And it was not a close game. It was not a, a fun game. It was a 29-3 to three blowout where the Giants had, by some measures – one of the worst passing games in the history of the national football league and well i want to start with what joe Judge said during his opening statement we're going to be up begin there i'm going to give you a quote i want to know what you think about what he said so judge came out he said well guys look obviously by this is off the giant's official transcript if i'm misquoting here uh, it is again from the, the giant, the official transcript on the Giants' website. Well, guys, look. Obviously, it wasn't good enough today. Joe Judge said, "Okay, our marks were simple. We talked to the team all week. That's a great start. We want to talk to the team. That's important." Three things Joe Judge wanted to do, uh, according to him in this Book. Do you know what he wanted to do in this game?
1: Uh, I would guess based on uh, <laughs> Saquon Barkley getting twenty-one carries, Devin Booker getting eighteen carries, and uh, my good friend, Mike Glennon, throwing the ball 11 times in a 29-3 to 3 game that he wanted to run the ball. That's number
0: one. Yep. That's one of three, Will.
1: <laughs> well, he, he did it. <laughs> number one
0: was run the ball. Number two was stop the run. And number three was cover kicks. And, Will, they did all those things in this game. They ran the ball 39 times for 161 guys. They were good running the football. They held the Bears. They ran. 20 to 87 yards on 27 carries. The Bears did nothing in the return game. 17 yards on three returns. So Joe Judge can feel good that the Giants did exactly the things that he thought were important to winning this football game, but still lost 29-3. to three. So, like, did it, did, did it not occur to Joe Judge that the Giants did the things he wanted to do and still got blown out. That maybe he has the wrong priority set
1: for what wins football games. I, I don't think that it has occurred to him because <laughs> I don't think so either. And I mean, the reason I suggest that Bill is that in uh, let's see, I believe it was let's see, trying to look back in the the archives here just to confirm, but um, I can't find their free. Oh, that's right, the week before they lost thirty-four to ten. <laughs> and they ran the ball 15 times with Saquon Barkley for 32 yards. So it's like I, I I think that um the problem with Joe Judge is that in this sense is that he is like it's great that you come from the Bill Belichick coaching tree and the Nick Saban coaching yeah. tree. And it's I understand that they both like to run the ball, but um they win games and they, they don't necessarily like they don't they don't always run like, like we we know you have to you run to win or you pass to win or you pass to lead. You run to win or whatever the phrase is like you don't just run the football and magically win football games. You have to score points, mm-hmm. but they did get Saquon over 100 yards in the final carry of the game. Well, so. it seemed very, very purposeful in that
0: sense. It's, it seemed very pointed. Someone's going to have that on their resume at the end of the year. Um, Joe Judge said. Uh, when asked about the running game, asked about the decision to run the ball as much. Joe said, quote unquote, the plan was to run that much. That was the plan of the game. You know, there's obviously different adjustments we can make within the game, but we knew we were going to come in today. It was going to be run the ball, stop the run, cover kicks. That was it. Now, well, I want to contextualize this for people who didn't watch this game. The Giants attempted to throw the ball on the first play of this game. Mike Lennon uh, was strip sacked, fumbled. We'll get to that in a second. Loose the football, Bears recover, score a touchdown. The Giants ran the ball on 23 of their remaining 24 plays in the first half. So if we're to take Joe Judge at face value, the Giants game plan here, the one that they were, their plan heading into the game was to throw the ball on the opening snap Okie doke, the Bears, and then <laughs> run the ball every single time but one play for the remainder of the first half, well, that, as opposed to that one play.
1: Unfortunately, I believe was an interception too. So
0: I didn't want to. I didn't want to be too mean. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, when it came to the other pass play of the first half, but is it at least fair to wonder that the Giants overreacted? To a bad a bad play on the first play of the game, and Joe just said, "Screw it, I don't want to throw the ball anymore." And like a a, a pouting child, just ran the ball or insisted that Freddie Kitchens run the ball pretty much every single snap for the
1: entire first half. And if I if I recall correctly, Bill, and I'm just gonna check the uh, check the old uh, the old play sheet here. Fortunately, NFL Jesus does in fact uh, set us up nicely, where um, the first play was from. The, uh, the Giants, uh, 26. Sure. The Giants 25. So you're not even like in the shadow of your own goal line. When you're doing this, you are, you have room, you know, you're not like, like it, it's not like the, the pass would have been a surprise is what I'm saying. Right. You know, I mean, so like, is it, was it an Okie Dope? Was it a rope dope Was it a godams yeah. situation? Was <laughs> it a, or was it? was it we tried to pass we knew what we knew our offensive line can't hold up and so we're just going to run the football for the rest of the day and I don't care what the results are like what, what, what that's I guess that's the question you're asking and I, I don't know it does seem like Joe Judge would want to be a guy who runs a football but if you're gonna establish the run you should really establish it on the first play of the game that would be a good time like you really shouldn't pass with a bad offensive line and bear in mind your only active receiver on the roster before like basically game day or who like Pharaoh Cooper was called up because the mm-hmm. only guy they had was Kadarius, Tony, oh, no, so you know, oh, we'll get- Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll get to Pharaoh Cooper. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, Pharaoh Cooper did not have a great day. I mean, you know, I, I can understand certainly wanting to run the football in this game. I mean, the giants have Saquon Barkley. No reason not to use him. Devontae Booker's actually running the football pretty well. Would it be, you know, no fault in giving him the football? And and I almost like, I admire like the, the commitment here. Like they were down 14 nothing, and they totally didn't come off what they wanted to do. They They didn't just start throwing the ball for the sake of throwing the ball. And that's fine, nothing wrong with that necessarily. But like, to act like, oh yeah, we were just going to run the ball at like the highest rate an NFL team has ever run the ball <laughs> in a game, I, I, you know, I, I, outside of like, uh, Patriots bills, right? Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Patriots bills game where, you know, it's like horrific weather conditions. Like, like he even alluded to this in the press conference at some point, he's like, Oh yeah. You know, heading into the week, we had heard that there might be 40 mile an hour winds. And <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. But like you got weather updates between then and, the time the game started, like it wasn't like you got there and you were on the sideline and you know you you thought it was forty mile an hour winds when it was. I mean, we can look at NFL uh, NFL Jesus and tell us what the the wind was. The wind was thirteen miles an hour. It was cold. Like you 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 can update that stuff. It's not like that static information you have no further access to. So
1: in, in fact, there are there are a myriad uh, smartphone apps applications, yes. if you will, that allow you to determine the specific uh, wind direction and uh, velocity at any given point on the entire earth at any it, really down to almost a precise number. And if you, if you don't, if you don't look, maybe you don't have the, the funds to secure one of those nice weather apps. You can only smash the Google button and Google yeah. Chicago weather. If you really want Bill, you can even Google well, soldier field weather. <laughs> it wasn't
0: soldier. Field, well, Right. Yes. I mean, we both have actually both, I'm sure, subscribe to fantasy football websites that literally have weather people they pay to give them information <laughs> on the weather for fantasy football, The giants, they can afford this. You know, they did give out free sodas last week, free medium Pepsi's a week or two ago. I know that that, that hurt them in the budget. I know Joe judge, <laughs> they just hand out bonuses to some of the workers, which is hey, that's great. You know, no issue there, The giants are a very wealthy organization. They can afford Uh, live weather updates and
1: even if you even if the giants have said sorry joe all of our money that we had bookmarked for weather updates has been moved to medium pepsis you know what you could do you go on the field you lick your finger and you stick it in the air (laughs) and you will know how much wind is where where it's going and how aggressive it is this
0: podcast is proud to be supported by jets pizza the number one pick in detroit style pizza why it's simple jets is better with the thickest crispiest cheesiest detroit style pizza in the country there is no competition and right now get five dollars off any eight corner pizza with code eight save that's the number eight s-a-v-e Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a Jets Pizza location near you. Again, try Jets Signature 8 Corner Pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our
0: mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSE. Well, I'm gonna get to Joe Judge's technology in a moment. One more thing about Saquon. So uh, one of the people asked asked that Saquon running a lot. And Joe Judge said, you did a good job today with that. There was a lot of times with loaded boxes, but 28%, which is not a lot, but a few times. Uh the Giants said, Hey, hey, look, we're running you either way. We knew going into the game at some point, they were going to recognize the game plan was to run, run, run. I'm just picturing Joe Judge like on the sideline, like, you know, tapping his fingers together with excitement, like he's plotted this exotic idea that you know the bears are not going to realize that they're running the ball 94 percent of the time in the first half or whatever crazy number it is i mean it, it was it, it, it like this is such a weird like
1: obsessive commitment to this idea i he's like, he's like at some point we were aware the bears would figure out what we were doing <laughs> It's like it's so- now, we didn't know if it would be the second quarter or the second drive or the second half. We knew they'd figure it out. Yes. Now also they asked Joe Judge,
0: uh, why why didn't you think you were not going to be able to catch the ball? What was it that concerned you in that regard? And Joe Judge said, Hey, just because we chose to run the ball, it doesn't mean we have an absence of faith in other aspects of it. So he was like, Yeah, we did choose to run the ball, and like you said, they had major absences at receiver, but, you know, it wasn't like Joe just didn't have faith in his passing game. He just had more faith in his running game. That's why they only dropped back twice in the first half of the game. Um, The kicking game error popped up. Uh, Farrow Cooper did not field a kick. Uh, It was narrowly recovered inside the five-yard line. Joe Judge said, "Quote unquote, you can't have mistakes in the kicking game like we had in the end of the first half. That's a five-point mistake. We can't do that. It's not acceptable. It's not going to be tolerated." Here's my question, Will: Does Joe Judge realize he's in charge? Like, like (laughs) he's the one. He's the one. Joe, you run the special teams, baby. You you get to pick who's back there. Like that's that's on you. Like you're the guy with the Madden controller. Figuring out who you're going to plug in back there. And, you know, I I, I don't want to – Joe Judge can't feel the punts himself. But, like, it's on him to pick someone who he has faith will know what they're doing in that situation. Farrah Cooper has a long career as an NFL return man. If he thinks Farrah Cooper is not that guy or doesn't have the aptitude to be that guy, like, you should
1: act accordingly, Joe. Joe, Joe judge. The thing about Joe judge that drives me particularly nuts is so again, he, you know, from Belichick and Saban coaching trees where he was a special teams coach. If you're a special teams coach for Bill Belichick, you are, you really have to be the most detail oriented, obsessive compulsive. I don't want to say freak in the planet, but like, like, I mean, you can't, you know, you're not, you're not his wizard offensive coordinator who's, you know, designing, you know, incredible plays at the cloud or, or a defensive guy who sort of just gets how Belichick operates. You're his special teams guy. You have to be the most like just tight butted, like detail oriented dude on the planet. And Joe Judge acts like he like does this like tough guy. I am that detail oriented. And yet at the same time, it's you got special team. I mean, Two years in, you got guys dropping punts against the Bears in week mm-hmm. 17. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. what, what are we doing?
0: I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, Joe, he, they asked him, and he said, Joe Judge said, Yeah, I didn't talk directly to Coop. I talked to the coaches, obviously, on that one, make sure we were straightened out on that. So Joe Judge had a conference with his coaches where he told them, Hey, let's make sure our kick returners catch the kicks and, and run forward with them. Uh, apparently, that was something Joe Judge had to uh, talk up with his coaches. Um, And that's where we get at the Joe Judge. Immediately afterwards, uh, the very next question says, look, everything comes under my umbrella. I'm not going to deflect something or say I'm not responsible for anything. After saying that Farrow Cooper's thing was not going to be tolerated, that they can't talk to the coaches about uh, the special teams work. But, but, no, sorry. Fun. Before yeah. we, I, yeah. I, just, I just
1: want to like this is like five or six questions back, but I just want to point it out because it's kind of you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, I think it is the that's yeah, like the fifth question or so. And at various points on this transcript on Giants.com, there are you know the reporter who was being asked didn't get the microphone in front of him to, yes. in order to ask him, so it says like no microphone. And this one to me, it's like. Question. No microphone. Answer. I think about a lot of things. It was made <laughs> yes. today where the decisions are the best for the team. Like that could be literally anything.
0: Yes, and <laughs> and, and 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 I think honestly, Joe Judge did not hear the question and just gave <laughs> that answer. That's like the default, the default Belichick answer is. I think it's best for
1: the ju- team. Ju- Judge bot is like I think about a lot of things. The decision was made because of the decision.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, like there's no control over the decision. It's just like, well, this is what we had to do. You didn't have to do that, Joe. It was your choice, man. Um, Sorry. That's what I find so weird about this.
1: Yeah. No, please. No, No, I was just saying, but like like, back to the umbrella thing, you know, it's like, it's, he's like, he's like, yeah, I I didn't really talk to Cooper or whatever. And it's like, okay, so you're saying it's not your fault that the special team just screwed up. He's like, no, no, everything's under my umbrella. He's just very like, this this whole thing had to, had a very i've been told i'm coming back next year and now maybe things are changing vibe to it like a right you know like a like, right. like- it, it, it was someone holding on for dear life yeah
0: i mean and the funny thing about this is i had someone tweet me about it and say like oh like these belichick disciples you know they think they can talk however they want and it's like bill belichick would never do this in a million years like like these stories, like these questions, like he would give bad answers. Yes, but like, like this is something. Like Bill Belichick knows that he has agency, that he has clout, that he has power, and and acts accordingly. This is someone trying to convince people that he knows what he's doing and that he knows what's going on. And it was not the most convincing performance I've ever seen. And I think one of the reasons why is that there's a lot of holes you can poke in some of these stories. And I wanna to get to this next one here. Well, cause I wanna ask you what do you think Joe Judge was talking about? He said, uh, a few years ago, this is a long one. So give me a second here. Before I came here, when I came here and I sat down with all the players, I wanted to know what it was like in here. What we had to change from their mouths. All right, to a man, every player looked me in the eye and said, Joe, it's, sorry. He said, every player looked him in the eye, by the way and said, Joe, it's not a team. They don't play hard. We're out of playoffs, everyone quit, everyone tapped, they stopped showing up to captains meetings, all that stuff. I'm assuming this was under uh, the former Giants coach, who was Pat Shermer, who uh, had the same four and 12 record that Joe Judge had um, in the season. By the way, also, Giants that year won two of their final three games. So I'm a little skeptical mm-hmm. that the Giants have quit and given up, but this is the harder part. Well, Joe Judge says, okay. I've been a part of teams in other places. I'm not trying to make this place anywhere else I've been, but lessons I've learned. Let me tell you something right now. All right. In 2018, I was part of a team who halfway through the season, all right, we were all pretty convinced we were getting fired. We didn't think we were going to make the playoffs. had no concept of anything what was coming. We just showed up and kept improving to work week after week. And on the outside, we were all terrible, but we didn't care about any of that noise on the outside. Will, who is Joe Judge talking about with that 2018 team? Who was he working for at the time?
1: Well, uh, based on what he said, Bill, um, one would have to presume that this is a team struggling struggling mightily throughout the course of the season. Uh, the Very two, much so. The 2018 Oakland Raiders come to mind? Is that the correct answer? Sure. It's not. Ah. It's not the Raiders, Will. Um, it, 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 can't, it can't be the 2018 Giants who were 5-11 and did quit, apparently, on their, on their coach.
0: Yes, but Dodgers was not there. He was not lurking in the shadows waiting to take over from Pat Shermer. It was the new England Patriots. The, the, the 2018 yeah. Super Bowl champions? The 2018 <laughs> Super Bowl champions who were at their midseason by seven and three, well ahead of the rest of the AFC East, coming off of an appearance in the Super Bowl. And as you said, about to win their next Super
1: Bowl. I will cool. say that it, if you look at the eighteen, I don't even remember this somehow. Um, that's what twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one have done to us. Yes, I don't remember the two thousand eighteen Patriots losing. They opened up with a win over the Texans. Yes, they did, and then they lost to the Jaguars and Lions in back to back games. That was that was. I mean, do you remember? Do you remember the, the Jaguars game at all? Uh, I'm. Tra- I mean, Doug
0: Marone was the coach. Do you know? Do you? Can I read you Blake Bortles' line in that game? Oh my god, I forgot about that. Twenty nine of forty five for three seventy six and four touchdowns for a guy who would be benched by the end
1: of the season, coming off of a near run to the Super Bowl. It was the it was the AFC Championship revenge game. That's what it was. It was. Oh my god. So all right. So the Jaguars lost in week three. You see, or the week two. Excuse me. You see that on paper, and they lose thirty one to twenty. And you immediately Mm -hmm. think in your head, God, that's a horrific loss. Not actually that bad of a loss, I guess. Not at all.
0: Not at all. Um, You know, the Jaguars didn't have a great season, but at the time it was like, oh, wow, this is just the Jaguars are good. Jaguars (laughs) are here to
1: stay, I guess.
0: (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, just like this is going to be the rivalry now, Patriots and Jags. And then didn't go that way for the Jags. And they do lose to Matt Patricia and the Lions the following week. This is the third game of the Matt Patricia era. so. It wasn't like we were thinking all you know, this is a laughing stock team. It was just like, oh, maybe Matt Patricia knows what he's doing. There,
1: there was even, I believe, Bill, a little bit of chatter that Belichick tanked the game to help out Matt Patricia help Matt Patricia get a uh, get a W because they were 0 and two at the time. They'd lost to Sam Darnold in week one. Isn't that right? Sam is that Sam Darnold in week one? I believe it was, yeah. That yeah, they had a, Sam Darnold's pick yeah. six to start the game. They lose 48 mm-hmm. 17 to the Jets yep um and then in week two they lost to the niners yeah who had uh jimmy g yeah jimmy g at that point
0: that was yeah that was the jimmy i think that was the year jimmy g tore his acl the
1: following week Mm, that's right that's right so yeah um yeah there was you know those two losses in hindsight look incredibly terrible but at the time it was not they were not nearly as bad as it as it felt i mean i guess i guess i'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying my hardest Bill to give Joe Judge like I'm trying to figure out what his what his version of the truth is here. You know, if right. if they're one and two and you lost to the Jaguars and the and the Lions, you know, you could think, "Oh my god, we're all about to get fired." But that's not the middle of the season. That's week 3 and you're the you're coming off a Super Bowl appearance and you mm-hmm. you know, you're the Patriots.
0: I mean, well, you you are a podcaster, you're a writer. If you wrote or 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 did a podcast suggesting after that one and two start that the Patriots' entire coaching staff should be fired? What do you think the reaction would have been?
1: Would it have been? Oh, yeah, let's get rid of this guy. It, I would have. First of all, there would be if, if I if you wrote that. Not only are you getting a thousand tweets that day, mm-hmm. like and maybe a thousand is short. Like ten, it might be ten thousand. Like you were getting, you were getting calls from. uh the sports hub and W E E I asking if you'll come on their shows and you're going to get eviscerated by the host. Yeah. And Stacey James of the, the Patriots PR is probably calling your personal cell phone to chew you out with a message yeah. from Bill Belichick. And then several weeks later, you're going to get old takes exposed and really get lit up. Like mm-hmm. it's, if you write that, if you claim that all the Patriots coaches are going to be fired shortly thereafter, or should be fired, you are getting obliterated by Patriots fans all season long. hmm
0: yeah, i mean this is someone who said you know uh we didn't care about any of that noise on the outside the only part the only people who would have suggested that the at the patriots were about the fire uh their staff after a one-on-two start were like the most outside of outside people like literally the lowest common denominator people on twitter yeah like it is it it, it would have been boston, boston bob three five nine seven two three four right And other Boston Bobs would be arguing with him. It wouldn't even be like all Boston Bobs would be on the same page here. (laughs) Um, So let's move on. More to talk about here. Uh, He goes on to say, in contrasting the Giants with other teams, he says, this ain't a team that's having fistfights on the sidelines. It's saying some clown show organization or something else. Now, Will, what team had a fistfight on the sidelines?
1: (laughs) I mean, amazingly, and it's it's actually a team I've already wagered on for week 18 based solely <laughs> <laughs> based solely on this press conference, Bill, because it's the Washington football team who got embarrassed the week before yep. by the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, uh, 56 to like 13 or something, maybe 56 to five. I don't even know. Um yeah, yeah. and uh, and Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, former teammates in Alabama, were fighting on the sidelines. Ron yeah. Rivera asked about it. We said he was embarrassed. So Joe judge in the, and, and by the way, this is not like he's, this is the, this is the longest question. I, the longest answer to a question in a press conference I've ever seen. It's incredible. In NFL head coach give like you have to, you you know, if you're, if you're on a Mac or, you know, I use, you know, I use my fingers to scroll on the mouse pad. Right. And you have to give it four, maybe five, like pretty hefty swipes to get to the bottom of the, to get to the bottom of, of this question. And I mean, well, well, I, I wrote for Grantland and I'm like, this is too long. <laughs> um, and in the middle of it, Bill, he's, he's driving this car very loosely down, down the yes. Autobahn, 200 miles an hour. And he just decides to yank the wheel, right. And take a, uh, and just sideswipe Ron Rivera and like the culture in Washington. Mm-hmm. And it, and not only is that unnecessary, but they play them this week. Like, why would you do that? You are a terrible football team. You, you, you can't score more than three points against the Bears. And yeah. you are playing, and you're going to taunt your opponent for week 18? like unnecessary. That part blows my mind. Now, Will,
0: the Giants play Washington twice each year. Do you know what happened when the Giants played that clown show organization
1: earlier this year? I mean, just based uh, – you know, I, I don't actually remember, but I'm going to assume – But they lost badly.
0: Washington won 30-29. to Do you know who had two sacks in that game? Oh,
1: boy. Jonathan Jonathan Allen. Allen, The
0: really good defensive tackle who Washington has. Oh, by the way, maybe Joe Judge was thinking about the other team that had teammates fight on the field recently. Do you remember who that was? The Los Angeles Rams? Los Angeles Rams, who are about to win the NFC West. do what happened when that organization played the giants earlier this year <laughs> i do it's
1: 38 to 11. They beat, them. they beat them by 27 points will and so you know, and in fact bill the thing i remember about that game too is when the when, when the the rams were up 31 to 3 mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter and matthew Stafford was still throwing to the end zone. so maybe that's why he's mad about it i don't know. i mean hey you know, I,
0: I I can't say for sure, but I know that the, I, either way, both those teams have beaten the Giants this year and have a better record than the Giants. And like you said, Washington will have a chance to act on Joe Judge's comments this week. Uh, Joe Judge goes on to say, so the fans are, and this is a direct quote from the Giants, Giants uh, website. Don't, don't get mad at me for saying this. I'm going to quote you qu- exactly what it says. So the fans are, M-Dash. And we go back to the first fart part, which I don't think he said fart part, but that's fine. The fans, are, the fans are every bit right. The fans are every bit right to ask what you're asking. I just feel bad. Did you read about the Jaguars guy, the Jaguars trainer who had to drive across to back to Jacksonville from New Jersey with Miles Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, When he had COVID. Yep. And I was just imagining like, like who drew the short straw for that to happen. This feels like 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 the Giants PR intern who had to transcribe this. Grant of a press conference. Do you it feels do you, equally frustrated? Do, do
1: you think that? Do you think then that? So one of three things happened. This uh, answer is so incredibly long and disjointed and insane that said intern, you know, typing as fast as possible and yes, is it, just you know, you know, literally had a finger like a literal finger fart uh, or mm-hmm. a brain fart uh, and wrote the word fart in the transcript. Um, do you, so. Do we think that it was just a complete accident? Did he do it on purpose, or my preferred outcome, which is it was an accident, but then he decided to leave it in anyway?
0: Yes, there was one part. I believe it was Callan Collard who pointed this out on Twitter. Um, they left in a f bomb from Joe Ooh. Judge in the in the transcript, and then it got changed shortly thereafter. So I guess they haven't even gone that that deep yet to notice the mistake. But uh, either way. The first part part seems like a pretty fair. That might be my, uh, that might be my fantasy football team name. <laughs> oh, no. The first part <laughs> part. So said, they go on. Uh, JoJo says the fans are every bit right to ask what you're asking, which is that the Giants are back. Uh, 100%. Okay. 100%. Here's the part I want to ask you about. Quote unquote. And I get about a dozen emails a day. All right. Six of which ask me exactly what you're asking. The other six offer full support the other way. Okay. <laughs> to me, both are great both are great okay both are great end quote i have a lot of questions (laughs) about this joe judge is getting a dozen emails a day like he's getting where is he are they coming from fans are they people in the organization like how do only a
1: handful of fans have joe judge's email (laughs) right why is it only 12 giants fans are intelligent enough to find joe judge's email and if if first of all it's probably just joe.judge at giants.com which i didn't want to say that but yeah right right. i mean like if you're i mean so either okay we're trying we're trying to figure out how this is just not an outright lie (laughs) (laughs) which is really hard to do because that would that would mean that only only 12 fans per day and you would have to assume, and you know this, Bill, as a as a professional writer like myself, we mm-hmm. get um, lots of charming emails. Oh, sure. From people like Charles Brown. Oh, um, sure. <laughs> we yeah. we don't get the Charles Brown emails, but you know, we get yeah. we get the we get the 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 less sexist and more uh, just know, just angry emails. Like it, it wouldn't be crazy for Joe Judge to get angry emails if his if he had a forward facing email address, but to only mm-hmm. get twelve of them. Like they're going to be some repeat customers in there. Oh yeah. So is it just like four guys emailing him this like every day? Like I hate your game plan. Like a, like every day possible, I guess. The uh, the dozen, I mean about a dozen, and then he specifically says six one way and six the other. So you know is it like eleven five and six or is it? I have a, it's a very specific number that he's throwing out here. It seems implausible that only 12 giants fans per day emailed joe judge but only 12 giants fans is it possible that joe judge just opens outlook every
0: day and he's like okay i get 12 emails i'm gonna read these 12 and that's it and they just happen to all be equally supportive on either side of what's happening i mean i (laughs) i i I really want to know joe judge's email habits and i don't know That I'm going to get a good answer on that topic.
1: Well, and here's my other thing too: is that, and this will this becomes a theme throughout this rant. And Joe Judge has noted over and over again, like how hard he works. Right, he makes a point to let us know how and how disciplined, what a efficient, hard worker and a disciplined guy he is. Yep. And you're telling me that he takes the time out of his day to open Outlook and read a dozen fan emails. Specific, like into like to and to remember specifically how many are pro and how many are against. Like yep. like Boston Boston Bob has gotten a hold of Joe Judge's. Uh, I'd say, say probably giants.nfl.com, but I But digress. Please, everyone, yes. email Joe Judge. Um, I <laughs> and he's like, that. do you know email has has become, despite its you know great intentions when it first came around one of the least efficient office mechanisms we have going. Yes. If you spend your day reading emails, you're not spending your day coaching. And if you're spending your day reading fan emails, you're really not spending your day coaching. Like you're wasting mental space. You're wasting time. It's it's a, it is a wildly inefficient approach for Joe judge to be reading fan emails over the course of a game week.
0: I'm just picturing Joe judges like Wednesday game plan, which is, Wednesday at noon, check the weather for the last time. I will check the weather this week. 12, 12.05, uh, read a dozen emails. Grab lunch, read. Well, yeah, 12.30, uh, instruct special teams coaches to instruct our players to uh, catch the football on kickoffs. One o'clock, dream about every run play we can run against the Bears. Like, it's just – it's such a weird – specificity about this like like it's one thing to lie or exaggerate and there's certainly some lies and exaggerations happening elsewhere in this but like the weird specificity of i get a dozen emails a day or in 2018 i was about to get fired like this stuff that it would take you three seconds to realize oh this is a lie and i'm going to get caught in this like it's like a child lying about stuff
1: so uh pat hanlon who is the yes. uh giant pr guy probably mm-hmm. tweeting us after this podcast what's possible <laughs> i uh i'm just trying to like you can't google pat hanlon email and definitely get his email address right and like, he's, he's not the coach. He's the PR guy, like the forward facing guy, the microphone to the media and to the fans sending the message to the fans in theory, receiving the message from the fans gate. You know, you're, you're in charge of PR, you're gauging the sentiment mm-hmm. and you can't, you can't just Google Pat Hanlon email and get his email. Right. So it's like not on the website. So and it, like, it seems fairly unlikely that if you can't get the PR guy's email address easily, I mean, you, you can figure it out. But the, the judge's email just is out there. Right. And on top of
0: that, like, there are people with every NFL team <laughs> yes. whose job is to take care of feedback. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. if you, like, like, yes, the coach has a phone number within the building. Yes, the coach
1: has... An
0: email address.
1: Joe no, Judge just not reading his giant email. Like there, there's probably, I mean, like he gets he gets stuff like like alerts about the company party just because he's on a, a listserv sent there. But Joe the Judge is not emailing back and forth. There's no right. There's no way he's just emailing back and forth, like dealing with it from that giant email address.
0: And if yeah, he I is, mean, like,
1: and if he is Bill, and he's getting dozens of emails from fans a day, then that email becomes non-functional.
0: Right. So. Is it possible that the person who's filtering Joe Judge's email is just self is just sending a bunch of random positive emails to that email <laughs> box, and then they're like printing out twelve of them for Joe Judge and saying, "Okay, this is the feedback we got today: six good, six bad, just as usual." I'm a fan of that theory. that that's the only way I can plausibly explain what Joe Judge like thought about like uh, when he uh, in, in
1: Thirty Rock when. And Tracy Jordan you know, keeps using the same joke over and over again and Grizz and, and .com to laugh hilariously. And Kenneth is like, wait, why are you guys laughing? He just told that joke. He's like, shut up. Like Joe <laughs> Judge is like, oh, God. Bob in Boston loves our game. Our game plan to run Saquon 26 times, guys. It's fantastic news. Like, yep. Don't worry about it, Joe. He loves it. Bob in Boston.
0: Literally hiring Grizz and .com would be a step forward for this football team. Um, Joe Judge goes on. To say, I'll tell you right now. All right, if you're in the damn building, which Giants reporters are not right now because of COVID protocols, you walk on through our locker room. You ain't seeing that crap you saw before. Also, by the way, he adopted this weird Southern accent yeah. during this interview. He went for Brian which Kelly, which is strange. Like he time to, to make a, a Mississippi State, but like he's not from the South. He's not lived in the South in a while. um He did not have this this accent previously. It was very strange. But anyway, you ain't seeing that crap you saw before. All right. You ain't seeing guys plan vacations. You ain't seeing golf clubs in front of players' lockers. You ain't seeing that stuff, okay? You ain't seeing it. Which, like, this maybe goes back to the Outlook thing. Does Joe Judge know that players have cars that they can put their (laughs) golf clubs in and cell phones where they can plan vacations? Like, does he not realize that players are going to go away in a couple weeks when the season ends? Like, just because we're not doing it directly in the locker room doesn't mean that they're not doing it at all.
1: <laughs> like what was happening in New England where was Gronk, did he Gronk pull out like a map and an abacus and, and start showing Tom Brady where he was going at once the season to, was that at work? Gronk Gronk
0: literally planned a cruise named after Gronk <laughs> during the
1: season. Yeah, I mean, it, like everyone takes vacations your Your team is five and whatever, or four and whatever you're not you are you were literally eliminated from the postseason already yes it would happen for weeks it, planning a vacation after a football game would not be an outrageous move on your phone if you're googling you're stuck in New York. it's cold as hell you're losing games, you're losing a lot of games. It would not be unreasonable to be thinking of other things you would rather be doing or Things you might do with your family, who, by the way, you're not seeing a ton of because you're playing professional football uh, after the season ends. And you are keenly aware if you're on the Giants of when the season ends. There's no there's no flexibility there. It's over after week 18. Right.
0: I also tell you, Bill? Something, and I, you're you're much more an expert on this topic than I am. Something I don't think you typically want to do in December in the New Jersey area is golf. It's cold. <laughs> That's a
1: very good point. That is a very good point, Bill. No one is playing golf up there. I'm not playing golf in North Carolina. I got one round in the last month because it's cold as hell here. No one, no one's playing golf. In fact, Bill. And I don't know if this is true in New York, so I can't I can't attest to it because of you know uh, just because I don't play golf in New York and I don't live up there. Sure. But I'll tell you this: in Asheville, North Carolina, which is in the mountains, yeah, gets cold. The golf course is close because you can't you you just can't play like they don't want to stay. They, one, there's no business. Two, they can't keep the courses in the condition they want to keep them in, and they can ruin the courses if a bunch of people are playing in, in the cold. So I I don't know. that's a great point. Um, I want to see if we can could we book around at uh, Beth Page Black right now? I wonder. I'm gonna try. Don't 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 email Judge Judge about it. Whatever you do. I mean, um, maybe maybe you can. Let's see. Not a resident. We are. Oh, they do have tea times. Okay, in January. Boy, okay. Can you imagine playing the Black Horse in
0: New York? I mean, York, I live. I lived on Long Island in January. I knew my instinct was on. Hmm, I should go play some golf. I should do anything outside for the next three months.
1: That's a, that's a great point. Nobody is, and it's not like it's it's not like these players are, you know, just jetting off of practice to go play golf. Right. When, when are they golfing? If they I mean, okay, Yeah. What? What the hell? But yeah, it, a, a, where with the golf clubs in the
0: locker rooms, Joe? What in Alabama? Right. Like, you know, it's it's fine. Like also, like, what if they're just in the car or at the person's house? Like, like I, I understand, like, okay, we want to have the football space be sacred for football. And like, that's fine. But, like, clearly that's not the difference between winning and losing football games because you're not winning and losing any football games yeah. like you're, or you're losing a lot of them you're not winning any of them um let me finish up here the two final things and this inspired my own mystery hunt um i know a lot of other people looking into it as well Joe just got into the oh I can't name names but a lot of people really want to play here no. he said uh in terms of the next step to take I can tell you right now okay I know we're a lot closer where we're going than further away. Of course, Joe Judge's record last year was better than it was this year, but we'll, we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I can tell you that right now, I can tell you we've got more players here who are going to be free just next year, all right, who are in my office every day begging to come back. Begging. begging. Every day. Joe Judge is just trying to read his emails, and apparently people <laughs> are are like, like on their knees in his office Begging him to come back. Now I look at the roster for the Giants and who's going to be a free agent next year. I see guys like uh, Evan Engram, who has been just totally underutilized, has not played well. Uh, surely does not want to be back. Jabril Peppers, who lost his job early in the season before getting hurt, who was furious about it. I don't think he wants to be back. Um, Nate Solder, who you know has had a frustrating few years. um, probably wants to retire at this point has a son who has been sick for his entire life who he's of course focused on um i i don't think he's begging joe judge to come
1: back i I mean i would guess i haven't talked to him about this so i don't know but i would guess that mike glennon you know probably not having the time of his life
0: no i don't think so there is one person on the giants free agent list who I can plausibly see as begging Joe Judge to come back or at least being comfortable enough with Joe Judge to to want to come back. And that's Nate Ebner, the special teams player who spent his career with the Patriots mostly before uh, following Joe Judge to New York. But I find it very hard to believe that of the 20 or so free agents on the Giants roster, that more than 10 of them are begging Joe Judge
1: every day. That, or even, even talking to Joe Judge, asking him to come back. And again, I sort of go back to the thing I mentioned with the email bill. Yep. If let's say that uh 10 guys per week on the Giants roster are going to Joe Judge and begging him to let them come back and play for them next year. Let's say they do this for like four weeks. That is approximately. I mean, let's say it's, I mean, five, between five, let's average seven and a half minutes per player. Cause we're just trying to, we're trying to be you know, efficient here. I mean, that is 70 minutes over an hour. Like there's an hour plus of, of time spent during each week for four weeks of losing football games, where you are just listening to people beg, beg you to come back next year. Like that, that is at some point, wouldn't you say stop it's like, like, all right, you're back. Just be quiet. Just stop yeah, please, coming just up here. Leave I, me alone. I have to read these emails. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You, I have to check busy. in on the weather. <laughs> yeah. it's like, hey, you, hey, uh, Nate, you didn't happen to uh, download one of those apps or uh, or feel the <laughs> wind on the way in? I mean, it's it's all these like activities that are super specific, but they don't like they don't like it doesn't they just don't pass the smell test they don't pass the smell
0: test and they don't pass the research test either though, because Joe Judge also went on to say uh, again the transcripts a little a little uh, this is
1: my favorite one by the way because I I, you I think you were researching this within and again it's like Joe Judge I, I mean I guess he look he doesn't know how to check the weather past Wednesday so maybe he doesn't know you can google you know, NFL player X contract or looking mm-hmm. at the Giants roster from 2020 online. Maybe that's possible. Um, but you were, you, you were in on this one within like five minutes of Joe Judge's, of, of Giants videos sending out their 17th clip of Joe Judge's answer <laughs> to that question.
0: I mean, I'm pretty busy on Sundays. Yeah. Like I have to watch a lot of football and I was still like, you know what? This is worth it. This is too juicy to ignore. Uh, Joe Judge said, there are players we coached last year who are still calling me twice a week talking about how much they wish they were still here, even though they're getting paid more somewhere else. Okay.
1: Now. That is, and it's not easy to research it, but it is a very specific research that can be done in a, it, in it, a fairly it, short amount of time. Yes.
0: It, it is certainly easy to narrow it down to some possibilities. So, of course, while I went out, I looked at every player who was in the Giants organization last year were not in the giants organization this year 34 people including some guys who were cut last year who uh kind of traded last year like marcus golden who went on to a team last year before uh, not playing for the giants again this year i I wanted to give joe judge the widest possible have to be as
1: conservative as possible
0: yes okay. want to play by joe judge's rules 30 players of those 34 who are either not playing football at all And wouldn't call Joe Judge Begging for a job. Uh, And they're not making Uh, more money because they're not playing football. They're making not money at all, or they're making less money somewhere else. So already off the top, 30 of those 34 people (laughs) are gone. And this includes people, again, who are out of football. It includes people like Colt McCoy, who is probably not calling Joe Judge Begging to go from the Cardinals, who are about to go to the playoffs, back to the Giants. Maybe he is. Maybe he oh, McCoy won more games there.
1: this year with the Cardinals than he like. He went two and one, right? Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he was good, except for that random ass Panthers game.
0: Yeah, it includes guys like Golden Tate, who was cut by the Giants. Devontae Freeman, who was cut by the Giants. Um, Wayne, G- uh, Wayne Gallman, who was cut. Kevin Zeitler, I'm sorry, Wayne Gallman was a free agent. Kevin Zeitler was cut by the Giants because he wouldn't take a pay cut, and is now playing for the Ravens. Like, it's very hard for me to believe. That these guys would be calling Joe judge, judge. And so they're not candidates. The four people who were left were, uh, I believe, there were two guys who were basically making the minimum. Uh, Eric Tomlinson, who was making the minimum for the Giants, cut multiple times last year, bounced between the practice squad and the active roster, now doing the same in Baltimore. I think he's making a little bit more because technically the minimum has gone up. He has another year of experience. Jackson Barden, uh, didn't play a single snap for the Giants last year. Uh, I think he's played a handful of snaps. Where is he? I don't remember who he plays for. I will look it up really quick. He plays for the Raiders. He has a handful of snaps for the Raiders. Could be a candidate. Now, yeah, I mean, he's played 10 snaps for the Raiders this year. Maybe. Is he making more money than he was last year? He's making 100K more this year oh. than he was last year. He is at least plausible. Again, would you be so thrilled about Frigio Judge that you wanted you'd want to go back? And is the more money thing relevant if it's $100,000 more? Maybe it is. Maybe Jackson Barton is one of the
1: two people. And Barton was actually, actually, I don't know that this would even qualify, Bill, because I didn't realize this until I just Googled it. But they signed him off the Giants practice squad after this season started.
0: So if he wanted to stay with the Giants, he could have. Correct, right? He didn't. Maybe he, maybe he left and said, you know what? I wish I
1: stayed. New York re-signed Barton as an exclusive rights free agent this past offseason, but ended up waiving him and re-signing with the practice squad. So I don't know that he would even, I mean, if you really wanted to stretch this, you, you could say that Jackson Barton is, is mad that well, he's, not, wait, he's on the Raiders active roster, right? He's on yep. The practice squad. I think he's gone back and forth. Well, he's making more. Okay. I mean, there's no way he's calling saying, please bring me back to the practice squad pretty unlikely seems unlikely although so yeah maybe he loves joe judge Maybe he
0: loves joe judge out of the question there's two people left will one of them is bj hill who was traded to cincinnati bj hill has five and a half sacks the bengals just won the division they're going to be in the playoffs i really find it hard to believe that bj hill is calling joe judge in-
1: state legend bj hill I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that, I mean, BJ Hill wasn't drafted by
0: Joe, by Joe judge. Right. He still he should be on his team. rookie
1: contract.
0: It's the final year of his rookie deal. He's making more money because he has the like player participation raise.
1: Right, but he's um, not, he didn't, he didn't sign for more money elsewhere and yeah. regret the decision. The giants actually traded him. So he's I don't think that Lord. would qualify under the, 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 what, what, what our friend Joe judge here has laid out. It's possible that BJ Hill
0: is having a career year on a much better team <laughs> and still wishes he was playing for the giants. Maybe that's the case. I, I can't say, but I find that pretty hard to believe the only other player left is Dalvin Tomlinson who left the giants in free agency for the Vikings who Joe judge very much liked and who plays for Mike Zimmer who, you know, can be a, a cranky person. The Vikings have had a very frustrating season. Maybe, maybe Dalvin Tomlinson does this, Mm. but Joe Judge said multiple players, and I find it extremely unlikely that the only two plausible people, Jackson Barden and Dalvin Tomlinson, are both calling Joe Judge. Did he? How frequently did he say? Twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week. week. There's a there's a uh, on Dalvin Tomlinson's iPhone. He has a calendar <laughs>
1: notification. Right next to his weather no, app next, that he, that he next, right, right next to his
0: this <laughs> worldwide weather app saying, gotta call Joe Judge to complain and wish I was making less money to
1: come back and play for the four and twelve New York Giants. Two more nitpicks about this. And again, I'm going to go back to the efficiency thing. You are really spending. I mean we're going to assume, I mean, I don't I, the shortest phone call you could possibly have five minutes, right? Sure. If you're somebody who, you know, you're not calling like your wife to say, Hey, do we have butter? You know, or your, your, your girlfriend to say, are you at the right movie theater? You know, whatever it is, like you're not somebody you're calling, somebody's calling you from that lives in a different city yep. that presumably really likes you because they, they want to come back and play for you. It's a five minute conversation minimum. And if you got multiple players doing it and we've narrowed it down to two, but Joe judge probably wants you to believe it's like eight. Yep. He's suggesting that he spends, if we're doing, let's say, five minute minimum, say six players, we'll split the difference here, 30 mm-hmm. minutes twice a week. That's an hour a week that he is spending on phone calls, <laughs> theoretically, with former players who made more money, who want to come back to the giant, the four and 10, four and 12, or whatever they are, the, the four win Giants, mm-hmm. and play for Joe Judge and be p- given less money to do so. And Bill, this is assuming like most of these guys we looked at. What? How old is Jackson Barton? He's he's pretty young. I think he's in his mid twenties. Do you know how? Do you know how much guys in their mid twenties love to make phone calls? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm forty and I hate making phone calls. Like these dudes are texting or DMing. Like, no one is calling Joe Judge. Uh, Like, you don't think at some point, like week 14, Joe Judge is like, oh, my God, Barton's calling me again. Jackson, hey, what's up, buddy? Hey,
0: Coach, how's everything? Keep in mind, Will, where does Jackson Barton live? In uh, Las Vegas. He lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you think this 6'7", 302-pound man is putting his ear to his phone for, for 10 minutes a week after practice? when he lives in Las Vegas to call Joe judge, talk about how much he misses the New York. Giants. Not
1: to mention there's a three hour time difference there. Yes, that's true. <laughs> like, is he calling Joe judge to the way back? Joe judge is like, hold on, honey. Jackson's calling me again. Like I, I know, I know I'm home at six o'clock on a, on a Tuesday, you know, instead of at the office, like most football coaches, but I mean, like, but he's just answering these phone calls and just, I, I'm going to take a break from work. It, none of it makes any sense it's all very very implausible
0: it's incredible i i i wish we could know the true answers well but
1: maybe joe judge will give us more details i might press
0: conference next week I,
1: I might log on to the giants zoom thing and just ask him questions about this press conference <laughs> like who are the players that call you i'm not going to get into the specifics of that how many players then I mean, like there's, there's no way he would have answers to any of the, any of the questions that we are currently asking. So if so which, how would you rank? Like, or I guess we don't want to rank them all because we've been doing this. We've been, I should realize we've been doing this for a while, but that's, it's fine with me. I'm not in a hurry. Um, what, what is your favorite potential non-truth? Joe <laughs> <laughs> Judges, uh, in, like of all the ones we looked at, what's your favorite potential non-truth? It's the emails. I actually realized
0: it wasn't my favorite coming in, but Joe judge getting 12 emails a day and six of them being positive and six of them being negative is just so perfect to me. I
1: I had not, it's such a weird line. I had not seen the email thing until uh, we started doing this. And I, I do find that the email thing has some, has some real appeal to it because of the idea that Joe judge is sitting, like he's like fires up outlook and he just, Oh my God. And the other thing too, I mean, do you think he's just like, do you think he checks his email on his phone? Like most people? If he had a phone, he would be able to check the weather. So I assume he doesn't have a cell phone. You're right. He can't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, Cause he, I mean, presumably he has an iPhone. I mean, I've got the, like it, you, you can actually not even avoid the weather on an iPhone. <laughs> By the way. Oh, also
0: it just occurred to me, do we ever get any details on Joe judge saying that the headphones weren't working
1: week after week? No, he just, he just stopped talking about it.
0: And the NFL, he said it was a problem in every game city and stadium, but all, and the NFL said, no,
1: yeah, NFL was like, what do you, I mean, I don't want to question a man's character without doing it in a you know, snarky way. Sure. Like I don't, I don't want to like outright call, you know, Joe judge a liar or something like that. I guess I am doing it in a roundabout way, but i mean at some point like these these allegations or these claims that he's making are just so far-fetched mm-hmm. that it and they, and there's so many of them that it's hard not to, like i sort of wonder is this who joe judge is or is this a man backed into a corner and just making wild like claims just to try and throw people off the scent cuz he knows no better at this point
0: i mean it it just feels like either he is a great exaggerator, which is possible, but he thinks the the broader idea of the story is more important than the specifics, which is also possible. He thinks that the media is so beneath him or so irrelevant Mm. to what matters that he can just tell bullshit stories and it'll either take people off the scent of what's wrong with the football team or that it won't it won't matter in terms of his uh in terms of his competence or how people perceive his competence. But I guess well, like to bring it all big picture at the end of the day, like if Joe Judge is 12 and four and he's telling nonsense stories, no one cares. Like it's funny, but it doesn't reflect on Joe Judge whatsoever. If it's if it's the stuff about biting people's kneecaps, like Dan Campbell was saying, and the Lions are not a great football team by any means. But like, if the Giants were competitive and playing football, that made it look like they were a a, a team that was on the rise. You'd sit here and say, "Okay, well, like, that's kind of weird, but whatever, man, good for him." Nothing about this Giants era has made me think this is a competent football no. team. And, and like, he alludes a lot to a lot of stuff here about, "Oh, like, you know, they were still playing hard." Down 20 points in the fourth quarter. Vegas has already paid
1: out. It's actually kind of funny. But it's, yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, I saw that. But, he point, he's, like, he's like, you've already been paid out by Vegas. Like, well, that's not how that works, dude. You get paid for the game. It's like, <laughs> but yeah.
0: But like, you know, like, like you get the idea. Yeah, like he's yeah. like, yeah, we, they're so playing hard. And that's, that's great. But like, like, the stuff at the beginning about, oh, we wanted to run the ball. We wanted to stop the run. We wanted to cover kicks. Like, like if it was just weird anecdotes and otherwise the Giants were on track, it would be one thing but it's weird anecdotes and it's like, it's either not taking responsibility for stuff that should be responsibility, but then claiming responsibility for it. it, it it's it's stuff about like how, like this is what's important to winning football games when they're doing that stuff well and they're still getting blown out in games. Like there's just like, like the bigger picture seems lost on Jared Judge. And I think he keeps telling us, oh, hey, we're great. We're on track. The bigger picture stuff's all good. But, like, as the season goes on, the Giants feel further and further from having it. This is what that bigger picture is. It it feels like they're so lost. And, you know, I I think the stuff that Joe Judge is sort of harping on is important or meaningful, like, ignores what's actually happening, which is that his team is playing terrible football week after week
1: it's i think there's an interesting comparison i don't want to you know we don't don't need to dive into this franchise too but the carolina panthers who are mm-hmm. also terrible at four they're five and eleven giants are four and twelve currently have the fifth and sixth picks respectively in the draft uh those two teams um matt rule was asked about you know what's going on with the franchise matt rule in the second year matt rule you know not a a position specific or offense defense specific guy, but the you know the CEO type, details oriented, all that stuff. And he pointed out that that we can't see all the improvements that are being made in the with the Panthers, which is basically what Joe Judge is saying. He's like, you can't see any of the stuff that, that that's happening. That's great, but it's happening, baby. You know, it's like it it, it 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 sounds so familiar. These two coaches who look like they're in over their head you know, were splash hires when they were made, th- thought they could turn around these franchises. And, you know, you're, you're, you're losing a lot of games. They both want to run the football. And they're repeating this. You can't see what all the good stuff that's being turned around in this organization because it's all internal. It's like, look, it, you know, that might be true. But at some point, if all that stuff's being changed, and, and look, I, like I remember talking to NC, like I interviewed Dave Doran. NC state's football coach a few years ago. And he, he told me, I remember him saying, man, you don't really realize how broken a place is until you get in there. And just talking about how, how hard it was to actually turn around the culture when he got to Raleigh because of the way that things were sort of set up. And so I get that to a degree, Bill, but at some point, if, if there is meaningful change occurring inside the building, it will manifest itself on the football field. And neither the Panthers nor the giants have had that occur So I do question whether or not the culture is great, or if it's just Joe judge repeating things that Joe judge and Matt rules to a degree, just saying things that will, that can potentially buy you time with the person who cuts your checks.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: I mean, it is just
0: like, 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 you know, I mean, maybe it'll be better next year, but for a guy who our Adam chapter has reported that Joe Judge is coming back next year, that Daniel Jones is coming back next year. I mean, is there any reason to think things
1: are going to be better in 2022? Probably not. And I'm not, this is not a criticism of Adam, any stretch of the imagination, but um, not, not at all. Yeah, I do think it is. I thought it was curious the timing. I think it was Pat Leonard, and it, yeah, like it was a good story. Uh, but Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News, right, uh, wrote that Joe Judge got he handed out these bonuses. And it, was a, yep. it was a big story, it went viral on Friday. Everybody's like, All right, you know, you say what you want about Joe Judge as a football coach, but that's pretty cool, right? There. It's like, first of all, that's not Joe Judge's money. Uh, or, no, I guess, I guess, no. it, I guess, I mean, I guess theoretically, it is. It was pulled by the players and, and the coaches, according to, according to the story, um, which is that's cool. That's great. But then, like, I've never, I mean, we've been doing this for like, like, decade, like over a decade, Bill. How often do you remember reading about bonuses being handed out by the coaches and the, like the coaches to the team employees? Oh, uh, it's not too common. Well, I mean, it's, it's pretty rare. You, you don't have to make that public if you don't want to. Correct. And so that comes out on like a Friday. And then on Sunday, we get the news that Joe judge is you know, Adam Schefter reports that Joe judge is going to be retained next year. And that Dave Gettleman likely uh, sent to retirement. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's what's going to happen, but I just find it. Kind of convenient that you know, in, in two different, you know, two different organizations, because it just seems like something the Giants would do in this spot.
0: Like, like a, same
1: look at, look at, look at Judge Clause, and then, and then, by the way, Joe Judge is coming back, and it just feels, it feels like the Giants in, like, like it is with any good or bad organization, fr- from the top down, it, it just doesn't seem like this organization gets it, and I think that's maybe manifesting itself in the form of the football coach going on 11 minute tirades with potentially five to six complete and utter lies (laughs) buried there within.
0: Yeah. I mean, certainly I think ownership has a lot of the blame here. And I I don't think Joe judge was the one who said, let them drink a free medium soda as long as they're the PCL (laughs) owner and not the the family members of the PCL owner, but our PSL owner. But I uh, absolutely think that, the problems here stretch beyond Joe Judge free and, Pepsi. and Dave Gettleman. Hey, that Pepsi doesn't sell itself well. <laughs> you can't you can't expect the Giants to give away a free medium Pepsi to everyone <laughs> in the stadium. That's like
1: the whole thing too. It's like you. Why would you announce that? Like, do you think that that sounds good? We're giving season ticket holder PSL holder owners a free medium drink on free- No refills, <laughs> will. One. I mean, it's, it's, it is so ham-fisted that it, and I think that was right before the judge clause thing too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been, it's been quite a month. Well,
0: quite a month for the New York giants, but we have to get going. Well, we have so much more we can get to with this, but until next time, until we break down our best ball team sometime during the off season, Will, where can people check out more of the work you
1: do? Uh, they can check out the Pick Six podcast. We do not have as detailed a breakdown of Joe Judge, but we did talk about Joe Judge's insane rant uh, on, our, on our week six or week 17 recap uh, in, on Spotify, actually on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. If you want to see me mm-hmm. swivel in my chair with a hat on uh, for hours at <laughs> a time, uh, you can do that. And at Will Brinson on Twitter, and of course, written content at cbssports.com. Best. Will Brinson, thank you so much for breaking this down. I feel so much better about this now. I do too, Bill. Very cathartic. Thanks for having me.
0: All right. Thanks so much to my friend Will Brinson of CBS. Hope you guys enjoyed a, a different kind of show this week, but we'll get back to more hardcore football analysis. Moves to come as we get to the postseason. Uh, just had to talk about Joe Judge. That's all I could think about uh, as as the week wore on. But Final week of the NFL season coming up this week. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Hope your teams are doing well uh, as we hit, hit the postseason here. We'll be back talking more NFL as the postseason arises next week. So thanks so much for listening and more on the way.